join us today, and uh, I believe God has a word for us to bless us today. My message is entitled, Trust the Word of God. We need to trust the Word of God that the Holy Spirit inspired these men to write the very Word of God. He used their own style of writing. He used the language of their day. However, he is the one that inspired them to write it and illuminated their minds in order to bring us the very Word of God. And there are those today who like to read into the Word what was never God's intention. We didn't get to it in um, our verse today that one of the reasons that God was mad at Judah was that they were worshiping the Queen of Heaven. And there's liberal theologians today that want to call the Holy Spirit she, her, and Mother God. Well, when I read the Bible... The only one that's called Father is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now let me put some logic to this. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and Jesus was conceived. You do your own inference. The church fathers declared calling God she, her, mother, to be heresy. Why would we go, and yet these liberal theologians would quote a church father who has declared his writings to be heresy. Why would we do that? I trust the word of God as written. I believe there was no mistakes in the writing of God's word. And I do not believe a political um, slant was written into the Word of God. Let, let me give you an example. At one time, most of the church voted Democrat. Did you know that? Yeah, the, the Christians all felt the Democratic Party was for the Christians because they were trying to do what God wanted us to do, take care of the poor, do these good things, but they never went outside of them. Now today... The Democratic Party has swung so far. I mean, the Republican Party, one time it was true. They were all for the rich at one time. Today, it's all flopped. Today, if you want to be rich, you're a Democrat because they're all for the rich. But they always say text, no, no, no. Under Obama, the rich got richer. Under Biden, the rich are getting richer. And who's getting poorer? And I'm not attacking Obama or Biden. I'm just saying these are the facts. You know? And it switched. Now the Republican Party's more the, the working person's party and soccer mom's party and, you know, the party of those who actually have to put food on the table. But I can say something uh, good about Biden. Since Biden's become president, everything has been turning upward, isn't it? I mean, everything has been going up, right? Gas prices, rent, 
food, cars, you can name it. It's all gone up in price, right? Hey, the president laughed at that joke last night. So I'm not picking on Mr. Biden. He actually laughed. I'm laughing with him this morning. Fact checker, get out fact checkers. He did. He was having a good time at his own expense. But we need to remember what the Word of God says. 2 Peter 1, 12 through 15 says, For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. In other words, you're established in this. Yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you. Knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Lord Jesus, I just thank you and praise you for this word today. We thank you, Lord, that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that your word is true that we can stand on your word. And Lord, have great faith to believe you can move any mountain in our life and that we can have strength because our strength comes from you. And Lord, we don't need to fear no evil because you are with us. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for encouraging our hearts from your word today. And thank you, Lord, for touching us. Touch our minds. Touch our hearts, touch our spirit, Lord, and use us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's very clear here that Peter knows that his time is coming to an end. That's what he's talking about, the tent. Your body is just your tent. It's a, it's a temporary tabernacle. Aren't you glad? My word, the older I get, the more aches I've been getting. And for you guys in their 30s, just wait. It happens. And some of you are saying, well, it's already happening to me. Yep, I gotcha. Uh, I remember when I was 30, I said, I can't believe that I have these aches and pains. Oh, no, 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 no. Enjoy the ones you have now. <laughs> because as you get older, this tent starts wearing out. But I am glad that Jesus is coming again and I'm going to get a brand new body. And I won't have aches and pains no longer. My back won't tweak at the weirdest times. Oh my word. I mean, how many people do we know that they make these excuses? Oh, I was doing this and that when my back went out. And the truth is they were just tying their shoe. <laughs> right? Or they sneezed. Right? All I did was sneeze and my back went out. Happens, doesn't it? My word, I'm all sound like I should be over at the senior center having a conversation with all the old folks because I could fit right in. All right, let's talk about our aches and pains. That's small talk for old people. Did you know that? 
truly is. We younger folk talk about the weather and the floodwaters, and old people talk about their aches and pains. Do you know what my doctor gave for me? I went ahead and, oh my word, one of my teachers from college was talking about he put his back out doing something simple. And all of a sudden, he had to go in and they discovered he had a slip disc. And he says, you know that shot they gave me really worked well. <laughs> and I'm going, oh my word, when did you become old? I like the fact that he can make fun of himself. Peter says here, even though you're established in the faith, I'm going to keep reminding you of what the Word of God says. Peter says it's so important for we pastors to go ahead and remind you what thus saith the Lord. What does this book have to say? So many times because we are people and we people forget. He says, even if it's something that is an old duh moment, he says, keep reminding them. Because you never know when a carol will come along. And Carol says, that's in the book? How come nobody ever told me that was in the Bible? Well, because nobody was reminding the rest of the group. We got to remind each other what's in, because sometimes we don't all know what's in here. No? No weapon against me shall prosper. So why are we worried about stuff all the time? I will meet your needs according to my riches in glory. Then why are you going around going, I don't know how he's going to do it. He said he will meet your needs according to his riches in glory. His riches, not your riches. Give me a break. He's richer than you are. He's richer than Elon Musk. Come on. I mean, Elon Musk can only have riches here. God owns the whole universe. Think about all the gold that's in the universe. Elon Musk can't get to it yet. He's trying, but he can't get there yet. <laughs> and don't get me going on Jeff Bezos. <laughs> The reason why we need to keep reminding you, the reason why Peter says I'm going to keep on reminding you what the Word of God says, his reasoning is this simple, to make sure you are stirred up. And some of you need to get stirred up. Come on. I got excited when I was getting this message together. I'm going, this is, this is, this is a message I needed. I'm going, this is going to be good. This is one of those messages I needed. But some of you need to get stirred up. My word, we have so many pity parties, it's ridiculous. I notice how you walk in. But before we're done, you've got a big smile on your face. Come on. Because when you get stirred up, you can't help but get happy. Man, <laughs> maybe I got to get a bigger spoon. And Peter says, I'm going to make sure 
you always have a reminder of these things. How did he do that? He wrote First and Second Peter. Huh? All right, I'm going to make sure you get what I think is important. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write First and Second Peter and give it to you, and the Holy Spirit's going to make sure it's in the book. So we can always open up First and Second Peter and read it. And we can always go, and, and, and the cool thing about it is that Peter gets told on by the other writers of the Gospels. There's no book called the Gospel according to Peter, is there? Well, well we got the Gospel according to Mark. He helped with that one. Peter was Mark's ghostwriter. Uh, what? Holy ghostwriter? That's pretty good, Hal. But he was, he was there when Mark was writing it. He'd go to Peter. Peter, tell me about And you know what? I love the fact that even in Mark, all Peter's shortcomings are there. Every time he put his foot in his mouth, it's been recorded. So Peter says, you know what? If I can make it, you can make it. If God can give me a second chance, you can get a second chance. If God can put his word and trust me to preach his word, he can use you to preach his word. And he goes on like that. And then you get Paul goes further than Peter. He says, I know that God can save anybody because he saved me. And how do I know he can save anybody? Because if he could save me, I was the chief of all sinners, the worst of the worst, and he saved me. Come on. Oh boy, some stirring going on here. Get the soup stirred up. Pretty soon we're going to have a good broth. Must be because Timey brought donuts this morning. Oh, you did. She took the credit. <laughs> she made it seem like it was her idea. No, it was yours. It was Jeremy. Oh, I thought I knew I liked this guy. Oh. And he brought fresh ones, too. He didn't go get the day-old ones. That's what Hal would have done. <laughs> well, with your income now, well, I, come on. I mean, you, you do have a kitchen in your, your apartment there. You could bake them. <laughs> for you at home that don't know Hal was a great baker at one time he could make any kind of cookie you wanted him to make macaroons sugar cookies chocolate chip peanut butter cookies oh my word you man I, I can't wait for Christmas now <laughs> Let's get to verse 16. We have an eyewitness account here in the Word of God. Think about it. Verse 16, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. This book, this book, the Bible, is not a fable. This book was written by eyewitnesses. Moses 
was an eyewitness. Joshua was an eyewitness. The men who wrote the word of God were eyewitnesses. They included everything. A woman in Esther ruling over them. Even a woman um, is with Ruth. They were witnesses of the fact. They wrote the word of God. And so I get tired of this, this so-called Christian feminism where the Bible puts women down when the Bible elevates women. Esther, Ruth. And what's that, that girl who won the beauty pageant in Babylon's name? Hmm? What was her name? Esther. Maybe you were raised up for a time of this, Esther. Come on. The Song of Solomon was half the book written about. Solomon's bride. Come on. Mary. You are chosen out of all the women of the earth of all time to bear the Son of God. Come on. Then there's Mary and Martha. Don't give me Martha as an example. Martha, what a great woman of God. She was just upset because she wanted some help in the kitchen. There was nobody who made her go to the kitchen. That was her calling. Now, I don't know about you, but in Timmy's family, I'm talking about her sister and her mom and Timmy. Who do you want making the biscuits? I'm asking the question. That's Martha. I don't think Mary made the good biscuits. But gee, the people missed the point that Jesus liberated women because Mary was sitting at his feet like all the other disciples, like all the other men, and learning from him. Him. She was being taught. And don't give me the fact that women weren't elevated in the Bible. Aquila and Priscilla turned out to be two of the Bible teachers in the book of Acts. Come on. They took the greatest preacher of the, of the early church, Apollos. He was their Billy Graham, and they taught him everything that Paul taught. Come on. I can't believe I'd have to preach that all over again. I had to do that back in 1988. I thought we, as evangelicals, we had moved past all that nonsense. That we understood that Jesus, that there's neither male nor female or slave nor free nor Greek or Jew in God's eyes. We are all one according to him. And he looks at us all the same and he's not a, a, a not our, our God does not look with partiality. There's no racism in him. We're all his children. Even if you look goofy as some of you do. Come on. And of course, if he could love me, he could love anybody. Come on. Right? This book, this Bible, is the story of redemption. 
It is the story of the cross and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, for he is coming again. And without the cross, we would all be lost. But it all leads up to the cross. What is the keystone verse of the whole Bible? Come on, you all know it. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right? The whole Bible is talking about. And then we get the testimony. <laughs> Peter goes ahead. He wants to prove his point, so he brings an illustration into it. Right? His testimony of the Mount of Transfiguration. Well, Let's look at that. Verse 17 and 18 of chapter 1 of 1 Peter. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. He's talking about Jesus. That's the he there. Received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. I like that. Excellent glory. Almost sounds like time he would even try to. Excellent elevated up right this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain here Peter is giving us of being an eyewitness John in the book of 1st John says and we were witnesses we handled the word and here Peter brings it down to the Mount of Transfiguration Jesus was given honor and glory from his father oh why wouldn't he Jesus said he loves me. Why? John chapter 10. Because I lay down my life and I take it. And my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Oh, wow. How do you become a sheep? By asking Jesus into your heart. That's all. That's simple. Peter said, we, we, doesn't he? And we heard his voice. Who's this we? Peter, James, and John. Right? It was me. It was James. And it was John. We heard it. We were there. Ask him. Well, by this point, James's head had been lopped off. But John was still around. Do you understand something, though? Three witnesses. Three witnesses. According to the law of Moses, in order to establish something, you had to have three witnesses. I think I went off frame. And we were with him on the holy mountain. Wow. Wow. Man, I'm preaching fast today. Might have gotten to the pulpit fast today, too. I'm early. 
That doesn't mean I get to slow down and tell more stories. Well, I could, but then we'd be here all day. But I want to be, I want to stick to the point. Now, if Corey came up to me and started telling me a story, well, I heard, uh, did you hear about Jane? What about Jane? Well, I heard this story about Jane. Well, actually, it was Billy who told Ralph, who went ahead and told um, Sue, but I won't tell you who I heard it from. It was Barb. But I, and, and, and now I'm telling you. Wait a second. Were you an eyewitness of this thing? No. Then how do you know it's true? You just played telephone. Right? And so now she tells me about Jane, and I go to Jane. Jane, I can't believe that happened to you. I'm so sorry that when you got into that accident the other day, your car rolled over and went off the cliff, and somehow you flew out of the car, and you landed in the tree, and the car went down to the bottom and blew up. But I didn't know we had any cliffs around here. And she says, what are you talking about? I never got in an accident. Where did you hear that? Well, it was Corey. Oh, I'm going to have to give her a piece of my mind. <laughs> No, an eyewitness is more reliable. And by the way, I really saw what happened. Jane just pulled up and she did a perfect three, she did a perfect parallel park. I mean, it was perfect. It was that perfect S. All done. I couldn't believe it. She's never done that before. Like that. And it was perfect. Because I, I saw it. See, there's a difference between an eyewitness by the time it got down to Corey, she went off the cliff. And we have no, and I don't know where there's a cliff tall enough <laughs> around here. <laughs> this is the flattest land I've, I've ever seen. <sighs> and then Peter sums up this section of Peter with the prophetic word is confirmed. Think about that. Verse 19 through 21. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. See, that's what he said. Which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Are you hearing that? Some of you PhDs. I, I, I think there's a verse in the Bible that we don't need, because we have the Holy Spirit, we don't need any man to teach us. <clears throat> now, there's some great PhDs out there. Great students of the Word. But when you go ahead and get away from the Word of God, your PhD is worth nothing. Come on. Because let me tell you something. PhDs, 
they don't always know what they're talking about. One day Pluto's a planet, and the next day it's not. Right? Where was I? Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, what are we talking about here, prophecy? We are talking about the written word of God in entirety. The gift of prophecy out through the preaching of God's word from the pulpit. Did you know that? That's what the Bible says. So we're talking about the whole Word of God here. It's not for our own private interpretation, but we read the Word according to what the Word says, and we judge the Word by the Word. And we do well to heed it. Listen, every time they think they, prove, they can prove the Bible wrong, it's proven right. <laughs> Every time they had questions about the Bible, all of a sudden the Lord lets us discover the Dead Sea Scrolls. Oh, wait a second. It says the same thing. Oh, wait a second. We just found that city that we didn't think existed. We just found it. Oh, wait a second. We actually found Peter's house. Huh. And the church used to meet there. How do we know? Because there's Christian symbols all over the house now. And we learned something about Peter. He had a huge wine cellar. I think it's because his mother-in-law liked the cans, so she had all her canning stuff. You know what I mean. We do well to heed the word of God according to verse 19. Let this word find a place in your heart and cherish it. By the way, just so that you don't get confused, wine was grape jelly, and wine was also called, grape juice was also called wine. And then you got the wine that we know of today. So wine, grape the, the juice of the grape was all called wine. Juice, jelly, and jam. Okay? Now you can understand the scriptures when Paul says, do not get drunk. Right? Grape juice is actually good. Concord grape juice is good for your heart. But wine will make you do goofy things. Right? Come on. There are people today who want to change how we read our Bibles. They want to change its very words. And there are those who want to change how we interpret the Bible. But the Bible does a very good job in interpreting itself when you compare it to itself. And when you read it in its entirety, it agrees with itself. That's the thing about the Bible. It was written over thousands of years using different, so many different men, and yet the whole Word of God agrees with itself. Now you tell me how that can be, 
how that can be, happen without a computer. You tell me over thousands of years how that can happen if not for the Holy Spirit writing it. Man did not conceive the Bible. It doesn't come out of the will of man. Look what Peter says. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So we do well to stick with the text. And try to not try to put our own theories and suppositions into it. I would say that to a lot of people today. Stick what's in here. And by the way, I always love these guys who come out. Oh, I got a new rainbow word from the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I bet it's new for you. When Solomon says, what? There is nothing new under the sun. Oh, by the way, they used to make fun of Solomon because he is the one who let us know about the rain cycle. They used to make fun of Solomon until they discovered, oh, the rain cycle, Solomon wrote about that. And then they used to make fun of Solomon because Solomon says the rabbit chews its cud. Guess what they discovered? Rabbits chew their cud. There's nothing new under the sun. The technology to make electric cars, God already invented it. Think about it. We just learned to harness electricity. But God has been harnessing electricity for a long time. What do you think? You know you've got electricity going on in your body? Yeah, I don't want my heart to stop. I don't want my brain to stop functioning. We have to determine, and this is what I want to close with before we have communion today, all of us here, I hope I've stirred you up today. Come on, Carl. Did I get you all stirred up? So here's my, here's my whole proposition. From this whole message, we need to determine today, because if we're going to grow, we must determine this. Because God can't bless us unless we are people of this Word of God. And we believe it cover to cover. We have to determine that we remain faithful to the Word of God as written. I want to grow this church God's way. I know there's a lot of different church growth models out there that we can But if it's not lifting this up, the whole Bible, then I don't want to do it. I want to do the whole thing. I, I, I'm... I get so tired that, well, because we're seeker-sensitive, we're not going to talk about the blood of Jesus because that might make somebody feel yucky. It's the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. 
I'm not going to talk about the cross because it's, such, it's an offense. The Word of God says it's an offense. We're going to preach the Word. And, and, and I'm going to be real seeker sensitive. I'm going to make sure people seek Jesus and seek the Lord. And, and if they get convicted by the Word of God, well, praise the Lord. We learned in Sunday school, that's a good thing. Our response can be, ouch, and praise the Lord, because as soon as we have ouch, God wants to heal us from our ouch. Amen? So we are going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, as for me and this congregation, we are going to serve the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we make a new commitment to you that, Lord, we are going to live by the word of God, every word of it. And we thank you, Lord, that we have eyewitnesses who wrote this book, that, Lord, we can depend and we can know that the word of God is true. And, Lord, we are going to accept the written word as written. We praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed this. We're going to go to communion. Uh, every first Sunday of the month, we have communion. We don't do it online. If you want to have communion, come join us. And we would love to have you come. There's some things that we have to do as the church body. And we have communion here together. Just like I can't baptize you through the camera. And so we encourage you to, if you want to have communion with us, come and be with us every first Sunday of the month. And we would love to have you be with us. I hope that you've been blessed. Share this with a friend. Um, also, this this uh, sermon is on YouTube and we have a, is there a bigger archive to go to on YouTube? Same? Okay. So you can go look back at old sermons on Facebook Live there. You can go and check out some of our past uh, um, coffee breaks and uh, God wants to bless you and uh, coming this fall you're going to want to come out with your kids because we're going to be doing some great things for kids um, we're looking at some things for this summer. Um, I'm even starting to, I, I'm not going to say it here on camera until I talk to these folks here because I got a great idea with our clothes closet and Awana to do a big thing and uh, uh, make Corey cook for everybody. And uh, uh, we'll just have a, <laughs> Corey's going, uh, okay, I can, I can microwave. And... Um, <laughs> And so we're going to have a great time. When we get it all planned, I'll get it out to you. But we hope that you've been blessed today. We're, of course, we are located at 1021 South Center Street, if you didn't know that, in Wapiton, North Dakota. We will, I will see you tomorrow on Facebook Live for Coffee Break. God bless you for now. We'll see you next time. <laughs>